This is CliffCentral.com. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Debo Homafori. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know that whenever you hear us on air, you know it. But right here on 360biz, uh, you know this is a show that brings you all things business. We bring in subject matter expert. We bring in regulators. We bring in industry champions. And most of all, we bring you game changers. Every week without film. But if ever you've missed on any of our show, you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com. Go to podcast uh, to actually get some of the amazing shows that we've had. I've got no doubt that we always share some good insight and content that could really bring value to you as an individual or to you as a business um, or an entrepreneur for that matter. Uh, I'm excited that today, finally, I'm joined by my boy, Bulelani. But, but, how are you, Fana? Amen. <clears throat> no, sorry. So, good afternoon to all our listeners out there. I'm very excited to be in studio today. Yeah. It's been a good three weeks. No, no, it has. I'm back. It has been. Crisscrossing. And you made sure you come early, you come before me. Yeah, <laughs> so to everyone out there who knows me, I'm a serial, I'm five minutes late. So I got you 25 minutes before and I'm excited to be here on the, mm. <laughs> the <list> laughing in the back. <laughs> so I'm very happy to be here today. I mean, we've got beautiful, amazing, strong women in the room. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to jump into that conversation. You look good, eh? Are mm. you working out? No, 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 definitely. I'm I'm trying, dude. I'm trying, you know. Mm, but you can see me, though. I uh, no, I can see. Thank I can you, see. I you. can see. Thank so, um, you know, you know, guess uh, If ever we're gonna be hanging out with a uh, like Siabubu Sidbra, you know what? We're gonna look the part, chief. Eh? <laughs> bringing the fire. <laughs> hey, dude. So, but anyway, getting to the discussion of today, we're talking about transformation in the male-dominated uh, um, industry or sector. Transformation in South Africa as business is a prominent topic of discussion amongst today's industry leaders. It is um, undeniable that since 1994, progress has been slower than expected. And according to Lebukhang from SME South Africa, black business ownership um, in the tourism sector one of the most uh, transformed sectors in South Africa's economy is at 20% with management control at 50%. However, in the creative industry, which includes marketing, advertising, the figures are significantly lower. I don't know, Bulelan should be able to tell us because it is a space um, that um, he is playing in. However, women have been at the forefront of transformation in South Africa, yet their contribution to social change are often underrepresented. I mean, since 1994, SA has enjoyed much recognition as an explanatory country to political offices. By 2008, for instance, um, SA had achieved 43% representation in the cabinet and about 33% in provincial legislation, including the appointment of the first female deputy president in 2005. Uh, for me, Bulelan, with this, it's very something that is close to my heart. <laughs> I was actually shocked at some point that the female or the women's league felt that they're not ready to have or for us to have a female president. But this puts SA amongst the leading countries in the world in terms of the number of women in important leadership positions. Our guests today will be sharing their experiences of how they navigated through male-dominated sectors. And our guests are, who's not new onto the studio or onto They Actually, she's now part of our furniture, I think. She's now family. That's none other than Miss Busi Silesha, who's an international accredited money coach, money consciousness teacher, and a speaker. Um, and we've got none other than 
Suri Ramaseri, uh, who's the chief executive uh, for Celsius Premium Entertainment streaming platform Black. Um, she is not new onto the studio, but she is new onto the show. So I know that we're going to be having my brother as well, Mr. Colan Kubega, um, who's going to be joining us um, telephonically on the line since the launching the National SME Policy Colloquium that has been happening for the last four years. Um, you know, this issue of discussion or transformation is one of the discussions that I know definitely we're going to definitely have. So, Bulelan, maybe let me ask and start with you. I mean, you know that since I was reading in terms of the stats, from an advertising point of view, the numbers are low. Hmm? Why are you guys not transforming? Why are you not giving women power, guys? Hmm? No, man, I think I think for me, so I, I work a lot with the advertising agencies themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we, I think in, in, in our sole premise in terms of a company, so we manufacture branding. So we then become the production nationally, internationally, or whatever the case. So I think, obviously, when you look at the broader scale, right? I mean, since back in the day, advertising has been a male-dominated space, mm-hmm. but not short, even in the current of women that have been creative. So I think it's just all holding on to that male power. I mean, you look at, um, you look at, you look at, uh, some of the news item or news pick points that came out on Twitter yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the true earth transformation, how out of 19 directors, all of them are male or majority of them, I think about 17 are male mm. and two and two are ladies. Mm. You know, and this has been happening for years. So there's not been transformation. So I really think that if we're really keen about transformation, then this, that's something that really happens at an ex core level, at a shareholding level where they take a conscious decision to then say, we're going to bring in the right talent because you can't expect me on the same level. I mean, from a director perspective to bring in people, I'm gatekeeping because of different reasons, mm-hmm. because maybe I want to hold on to my position more longer and what's ever the case even though there's greater talent that is already on the floor so and we've got a culture also of doing what we are good at and whatever perceptions that are negative that are out there we need to demystify them by being active in participating with with regards to transformation and bringing in women to participate and play a key role hmm. i don't know if ever these women is it the question that they cannot handle power or we don't want to give them power or whatever but i'm sure suri can tell us Suri, what is the general perception of women in leadership within the uh, telecommunication industry though so firstly, I think um, from an organizational perspective, um, as mentioned now, it needs to be transformation of the organization. It needs to be part of the culture, the values of the organization, and it needs to be driven holistically mm-hmm. within the organization. Um, when it comes to, to women and empowerment, I mean, I know the topic is around male dominance. Personally, I don't see male dominance, and mm-hmm. it's never been part of me moving into the industry and developing myself Mm -hmm. as an individual because I believe that anyone can do any type of job at any level. It's as an individual, you developing, you responsible for your personal de- development and you need to personally develop your, yourself in terms of moving forward in the industry and moving forward in terms of uh, acquisition of those roles in our organization. I'm testament to being a chief executive in, in a very disruptive leading space mm. and especially in media. Um, the, yes, I think the reality is out there in terms of male dominance and I think women need to fight for those rights in terms of um, being empowered. Um, and I think it's one thing putting a woman in a, pos- a leadership position 
Is it part of organizational structure? Is it part of BEE? But do we as organizations actually empower women? And I think that's a big question out there. It's about empowering women to be able to make decisions and be able to lead the industry um, in those elements and fight for the rights um, in terms of women empowerment within organizations. And I think... Out there in the market, I mean, Salsi has always been um, driving um, um, women leadership, the Salsi girl child, and it's empowering young adults to start their journey now and start developing themselves and start building the the credibility, the skill, um, and allowing them to empower themselves and get into industries that were predominantly uh, male-dominant previously and breaking that dominance. Mm. I mean, speaking of fighting, you, you, you mentioned earlier that ladies need to fight. Um, I mean, Busi, we've been fighting for you guys. And some of us males are giving you all power. And you guys are fighting back now. You guys are driving power cars, are wearing power suits, and are sitting in power positions. I mean, what is your perception uh, when you come across, um, you know, females, especially from a coach perspective um, that you've dealt with? Uh, important subject because I work with ladies a lot and ladies that are in power, ladies that do want to be in power, but I think realistically we are not ready as women to Uh take on this power. So we think we want it, but truthfully we are not ready for it. So why will I say that? Because we, every time we are, well, at this moment, we are given that opportunity. We are in the position of doing whatever we want. So it's not uh, to say that, you know, before in this country when there was apartheid, when you were black, you were not supposed to do this. When you were black, you were not supposed to have a company. You were not supposed to start um, a business. You couldn't have one. But now we can do all these things. And actually, there is no one who's standing on our way other than ourselves. So we are the ones who are not ready for this because obviously of what we've been taught. We've not been taught to be this powerful women. So like my colleague has just said, as she says, she does not see it. She does not see male domination in her own personal view. And I also don't because I understand that we are who we see. So if we see male domination, it's because we're feeling small. Mm. We are not feeling worthy. We are not feeling enough. So then we just maybe most of the times we'll then blame the men by saying, you're not giving us the space. But the space is there. It's available. We can do whatever we wish to do. Yeah, I, th- I think let's hear it from a male perspective. Um, I've got Mr. Tolani Kubeka on the line, who's the CEO of a Small Business Development Institute. Mr. Kubeka, how are you, sir? Mr. Kubega? Um I think we we we've got um a telef- a tele- a tele- we've got a telephone problem and they're trying to get Mr. Kubega back um on the line. So Bulelani uh is raising a very valid um and important point. So you need to speak as the man. <laughs> so I think so I think before I really jump into anything, right? I'd really have to commend you guys on the take a girl child to work. Cause I really think that carries so much impact, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've always known, um, experience becomes one of the biggest catalysts. And you know, I don't like that success. campaign, right? 
which campaign? That one. Why? <laughs> yeah. Tell me why. No, no, no. Tell me. So, so for me, um, I, I, I was, I was doing um, in, in, in interview with Forbes, and they asked me to say, if ever I was a president for a day, what, uh, what, what are some of the changes that I would do? And I said I'd kill the take a girl to child campaign, uh, because personally I feel that, um, you know what, the girl is empowered and the boy is de-empowered. And right now, this boy child needs to marry the girl child tomorrow. Do you understand? And this boy child is the one that hijacks the boy child tomorrow. Do you understand? So why don't we just take a girl child? Why don't we just take a, 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 a child to work? Do you understand? So that we empower them both. Do you understand? So that they know that the girl child, um, you need the boy child and the boy child, mm. you need to protect, um, the girl child. But at the end of the day, I'm no expert. We, I think we've managed to get Mr. Kubeka on the line. Mr. Kubeka, how are you saying? I'm okay. How are you? No, good. Thanks. Um, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Um, tell us Hello. who you are and what is it that you do. Uh, good afternoon, and I'm happy to be online. Yes, Mr. Kubera, we're having an, an interesting uh, conversation here. Um, tr- a transformation in the male-dominated <laughs> industries. Um, I'm sitting with um the CEO. Um, for for um, Celsi uh, premium entertainment streaming platform called Black, and with okay. an internationally accredited money coach. Yeah, one of the yeah. discussion that we're taking as as female uh, or as women was the fact that um, transformation is slow, um, especially within different industries. So I know that um, you running um, you know SBI, and from tomorrow you. Yeah. You launching or you doing your national policy colloquium? Um, I think CF four this time around, right? Yes. Yes. So now, one thing that I want to know is that from your side, um, do you think that um, or are you gonna be touching on the issue of transformation, um, within your conference? And do you think, as you are an organization that represents business as a whole, are you representing women as well, and for the transformation to take place within different industries? Yes, um, as our, our, our team says for, for the conference, we're looking at issues that relate to youth and women-owned businesses, particularly in the country and rural uh, economy. Though we touch on women, but what, what becomes very important is that the whole entire ecosystem for SMEs and cooperatives needs to be streamlined. That they're very important. That there are a lot of bottlenecks. You know, there are a lot of institutions uh, that does different things, but trying to achieve the same thing. Therefore, part of what we want to deal with, we want to deal with an ecosystem that ensures that what I call a superhighway. And SNME, what is on a superhighway, there must be signs to where this highway is taking. What are the off-ramps if you want funding for X amount? What are the uh, off-ramps if you want incentive schemes? So we need to deal not just with women issues, but with the entire ecosystem for small-owned enterprises. Of course, thanks, me. Of course, there's always emphasis, particularly obviously at the disadvantage, uh, women in business, especially young women and youth in, in general. So yes, we will be dealing decisively uh, with these issues from two levels. The one level deals with the policy issues, the policy uh, deficits which are there, and to look at policy alternatives uh, moving forward. The second one is looking at the major sectors of the economy. 
to make sure that we can unlock and unblock those uh, economies from excluding uh, black people, you know, as it were, so that we can catapult SMMEs from the, from the periphery to the epicenter of the economy. So I saw I saw the theme this year. It's um, hashtag Tumamina. Um, do you want to tell us the, the 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 reason why you decided to choose that theme today? This this year, sorry. Well, I, I think generally the Zetarian call from the president that each one of us has a responsibility to make a contribution towards economic uh, development. So what we're saying in the small business sector, uh, we would want to make a selling contribution as part of nation building, you know, as it was. So we're saying from a sectoral perspective, uh, this is what we aim uh, uh, to contribute. So the colloquium, as it were, is going to touch on two fundamental issues, uh, which are part of the president's initiative. The one is the stimulus package. How do we make a contribution as SMMEs to the stimulus package from an implementation perspective? The second one is the job summit. There are uh, resolutions that came out of the job uh, summit, you know, as it were. How then do we ready ourselves from an economic perspective to make a contribution and contribute? So all the themes, the breakaway sessions are going to ensure that we integrate the stimulus package, we integrate the resolution of the job summit so that we come out with implement concrete implementation plan as as, as business, as government, as as SMEs and as the private sector. What I like about what you say, it's the concrete um, <laughs> implementation because some of the implementations are not really concrete. Uh, for the last couple of years, um, the, the SME National Policy Curriculum has been moving around. You've had it at the IDC. Um, you've had it at Transnet. Where are you having it um, this year? And um, how many days is it going over this year? Yeah, this is the first, what I call a five epic, five epic uh, summit. Obviously, there's been a disjuncture between the outcomes of the colloquium as well as the implementation from the from the ministry's side, from the department rather side. You know, so this year we've all said, let's relook at the at the resolutions that have been taken before. Let's review them. Let's look at uh, what are those solutions we have not implemented. Let's look at the deficit of of, of action plan and consolidate uh, moving forward. So um, who are some of the speakers that you're having this year? Okay, we have a number of uh, speakers. Of course, there are speakers. The minister would be speaking. The, the, the deputy minister would be hosting a round uh, table. We have a guest uh, uh, speaker, uh, Professor Dr. Ambassador Carl Edgar, who is an international uh, renowned uh, uh, specialist and consultant on SMEs and other uh, economic uh, models. You know, we have the CEO of uh, Business Leadership South Africa, uh, Mr. Bonang uh, Mohale. We have got various academics, we have got various uh, 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 department, department of corporate governance, department of education. So we have a, 
with a, a, a spectrum, you know, across government and private sector as well as SMME uh, practitioners. So no, um, thanks a lot for 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 that um, insightful. I'm hoping that after the colloquium, we'll get to have you in studio um, to talk to us about some of the outcome that came from the conference uh, itself. No, no, thanks for having. I thank you very much. Uh, we're looking forward uh, to further engagement. Thank you. Oh, definitely. That was Mr. Kolani Kubeka, the CEO of SPDI, um, that they're hosting the National Policy SME Colloquium with the Minister of Small Business, um, taking place from Beachwood Hotel, um, tomorrow. Maybe let me, uh, come to you, Suri. We, we, there, there's something that is important that I think he made mention of, um, the issue of them trying to influence policy. Because I think we can sit here as women, whether in the media or within uh, all these women events and speak and speak and speak and speak. But if ever we don't going to have ministers, uh, whether ministers of small business or presidency or even government influencing policy for women to actually get onto um, the transformation agenda, do you think uh, would get a way forward? Or this is one of the talk shops that, that tend to happen, perhaps? No, I mean, 100%. I think it's something that needs to be seriously look, looked at um, from um, multiple industries in terms of um, allowing women to be able to enter into business because, um, I mean, my personal view, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's not about male dominance. It's about the individual that will be able to do the job and will make a difference and will create value for the, the organizations or even the country at large. And I think it needs to be looked at from a merit perspective rather than from uh, a gender, race, um, and um, looking at uh, empowering the right individual to be able to do that job. And, and if it doesn't form part of the policy, then it's going to continue to remain being a male-dominating environment. So definitely something that needs to be looked at holistically. Mm. So, but I mean, when from your own view, where do you see though the the service industry in the next five years, as far as transformation is concerned, or whether new changes or trends? I mean, if you look at it now in the industry, it's very slow um, in terms of where you see women moving into leadership uh, positions. And as I mentioned previously, um, it it needs to not be part of quota, but it needs to be part of empowering in, in the, uh, women and believing in women that they will be able to do those um be able to manage those positions and be able to lead organizations and, and lead different parts of the country um, from that perspective. And I don't think enough is being done to empower women. Um, and a lot of organizations just try to meet a quota um, in terms of having women empowerment, empowerment within organizations, which is a very wrong approach um, to take. So thank you so much for that, man. But you know, one of my key things, right, is I've always, I've always wanted to ask this question, right? And every time I get an opportunity to meet women that are out there doing amazing things, I ask. You know, in the space that I'm in, we, 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 we host different platforms, we host different women, we will host different gentlemen as well, you know, as thought leaders, not necessarily just as thought leaders, but as people that are doing stuff to go out there and really impact others' lives by sharing their story. But the funny thing for me is every time I walk into a boardroom, you could almost know for a fact that the people that put this whole entire thing together are strong, amazing women, right? But you never find, or rather, I struggle to find women that would 
put up their hands and pick out their heads and say, hey, we're here. This is us. So from your own personal experiences, and I think I'll just push the question to both you ladies is, is this, is this, is this now a personal thing? Is this a personal identity thing? Or is it a confidence thing? Or is it just a societal thing that has just said, don't put your hand up, just wait up until someone points? Because I think men do it quite easily where they just show up and, you know, they show off whatever it is that they have to offer and all that stuff. But I think in a space like ours where we would love to expose our sisters and younger sisters and even other female friends to women that are doing exceptionally well with the aim of, you know, Sparking something great in them We would want to know how we help In getting this amazing spark out Sure so, yeah. I mean I, I don't think it's about Showing up I think it's about women being Confident um, in themselves And confident enough to Stand up and represent Themselves um, in that role um, In terms of the, the industry And I think it's, it's just been looked at um, From a dominance perspective but there are lots of strong women out there and there's lots of strong women that do stand up and, and do present themselves in a way that you look at them and you think, wow. Um, I mean, I was recently at um, the Deputy Minister of Communications um, Women in Media Forum mm. and I mean, just being part of that forum was absolutely amazing to see the amount of powerful women that are leading the industry um, from a telecommunications and media perspective. Um, and um, I think out there in the industry, when uh, it's looked at in terms of representation in forums and stuff, it's probably always asked uh, and male, uh, uh, um, the male gender is approached to be on those forums. And like we were saying previously, um, I think that needs to start changing in terms of um, industry, industries valuing women and valuing what they can do in, in, in the industry. And I think one of the key points is, um, uh, and the main element is the value. Um, do the industry and do people in senior leadership positions and CEOs look at women and believe in them um, and believe in what they can do in, in the industry is an important question to ask and, and empowerment needs to come from that perspective is allowing women to go out there and I mean like previously said it's up to you as the individual and you need to make sure that if you believe in something and if you have the business acumen to take something forward and to represent yourself in a very confident manner, um, you should be doing that. And it's up to the individual. It's not about male dominance and woman empowerment mm. and whatever. It's up to you as the individual to empower yourself. Sure. We'll see. And um, on saying I'm here as a woman, it is obviously something that we've been taught that you are not supposed to be here. Number one, <laughs> this is the boardroom. Does not look like a place that you're supposed to be at. Yeah. So obviously you're feeling uncomfortable, but also all the limiting beliefs that we have also been, that have been put in our systems as we're five, we're seven, we're eight, that you are not to stand up to men. You are not to go and speak your mind, you know, just reserved be humble you are a woman so obviously those are always going to impact us unless we change them so that's a mentality that we need to change and if we don't change that mindset we're always going to be putting ourselves and 
getting out of the boardroom without saying what we think. And, 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 and obviously studies have shown that when women are in leading positions or are in power or started businesses, those businesses actually are very profitable businesses that impact the whole community. So if a woman is going to not say what she's thinking, she's actually robbing society. Of better things mm. But the thing is that we need to do the personal development It is our duty We have the platform But no one is You know you can take the horse to the river But you can't make it drink So we need to take an, A responsibility of making sure That we are changing our mindset We are allowing ourselves to be leaders Because at this moment It's all about us So a lot of times you will find that uh, Men are also just puzzled By the fact that we are not Putting anyone down We are not saying anyone shouldn't be doing this But these women are not saying anything So And when that happens Men do feel like They have been um, Accused of something That is none of their business And it's true It's none of men's business What women want to do or not So it is our responsibility to say Okay I'm here I have a a great idea But when you sell your idea Don't say it from the point of saying I'm also wanting to be heard Because you know I've not been heard for the past 50 decades So you should be doing this Because you want to add value And when you do that Almost all the time Everyone then listens So other women that are out there are trying so hard. They are screaming on top of their, you know, lungs and they're saying, we want to be here, we want to be, but they're saying it with the wrong vibe, which is saying, by the way, remember, you have been doing this for so long. Give us a chance. If you're doing it with that vibe, it's never going to work because no one's going to listen. And if people are not listening, then you might as well not say anything. Hmm. So piggybacking on that, Siri, I want to ask this. I mean, when you entered, when you decided to enter the telecom space, because I mean, the, the space that you're in within telecoms is a disrupting space. It keeps being disrupted and it keeps disrupting, right? Were you welcomed with open arms or what was your general um, feel around that? So I've been in the telecoms industry for almost 20 years, and I think I proved myself in terms of what I've built um, from a product perspective and what I've taken to market. And I think the value that I created to the organization um, showed that I was competent enough to be able to deliver. And all the the, the products that I've taken to, uh, um, to market um, allowed the organization to grow and also... Um, the company is where it is today because of that contribution. Um, in moving into a media state, which, uh, media space, which was completely new for me, I realized that in order, I mean, very much like what you're saying now, in order for me to be able to make a decision and for me to be heard in terms of what I'm putting on the table and to get the buy-in, I needed to become a student. I needed to understand that industry end to end. I needed to study it. I needed to understand the consumer understand the market and what I put together was something that will create value for consumers in South Africa and not just a product to build revenue for an organization. And standing in front of the Exco team and presenting um, the solution and I mean going into a media industry and I think just holistically in South Africa, not a very easy space to go into. And and OTT has not really succeeded in the South African market. It's only now that Fiverr started to evolve um, data prices, um, um, reduced affordable data solutions in the markets that OTT st- solutions started to now evolve in the market. 
and being able to position this product and being able to get that buy-in and move into the space wasn't an easy um, uh, thing to do um, or, or something to put onto the table, but you need to, needed to understand this. You needed to understand the financial um, elements and and putting a business plan together in terms of an organization to say, why should we do this? Why should we move ahead in the industry and play in the space? Is it the right time to play in the space? So it requires a lot of business understanding, but you have to, as that individual, take the stance to be able to build that Mm. and have the facts on the table. Because you can't, like you're saying, it's not about screaming and being heard. Um, It's about you trusting and believing in what you're doing and putting something that you know is going to make a difference for the organization. And I think one important point that we talk about women empowerment, I think people like us that are in leadership positions need to be catalysts to groom other women oh, and true. be able to support women. I like that too. Because I believe that as a woman, if you're not supporting each other, you can stand there and you can you can. Uh, become the strong leader, but if you're not encouraging other women, if you're not supporting other women, and it's not just women, it's other um, people in the organization, whether it's male or female, it's empowering those people and allowing them to see leadership because at the end of the day, as I said very clearly, in terms of my values, I don't see it. I'm married to a man. (laughs) I've got nephews. I have a father. So I value them in my life. So it's not about fighting against them. Mm. It's you as that individual empowering yourself to say, I can do a job. It's not about whether a male or female can do mm-hmm. it. It's about you as that individual and how you can build yourself and what's your values and what do you see for your future? What's your goals? And that's how I built myself. And I think I'd encourage other successful women out there in the industry to encourage other women that it is about that individual and what you want in terms of their goals. And you shouldn't be looking at it as male dominance and fighting in that space. Yeah. I, I was actually going to ask, um, you know, sorry, as to in terms of black, um, I understand it's in Salsi entertainment industry platform. and But for somebody that is listening um, that doesn't know what black is, what is black? So Black is an entertainment solution, and what it does is it brings all different types of entertainment in one place. And as we know, consumers are changing. The way they watch content today has changed. Mm -hmm. And you don't find your uh, Gen Zs or your millennials sitting in front of the TV and watching content today. It's all about, I want to watch it in my time, in my space, when I want to watch and what I want to watch. It's not forcing content onto me. And that's what Black is. Black allows consumers to watch on the go. Um, It's available via a mobile device. Um, You can watch it on the web via your laptop. You can even stream it on your TV through um, a media box that we've launched. But the solution allows customers to be able to rent a movie as a pay-as-you-go, which is not available in South Africa today as a Mm pay-as-you-go. You have to be subscribed to a Mm. monthly contract to be able to access box office, whereas with Black, we say it's affordability, it's choice, and it's premium content. So straight-up theatrical, you can come in, and for simply 35 rand, you can just watch um, the latest movie. So if you look at a child in the township that could never afford to go to the cinema, um, today can watch that movie on a mobile phone, um, for just 35 rand, and the entire family can watch it. So it's changing 
the way content is consumed in South Africa and enabling anyone, irrespective of the access point and whether if you've got a mobile phone, you don't have a TV, you'll be able to mm. do this. So it gives you a combination of rental. You can buy and own the movie, especially if you've got kids and they want to watch a, a kid's a movie over and over again. You buy it and you own it for life and it sits on the platform forever. We've got um, subscription video on demand. So you can take a package and from 10 rand a day, you can watch movie, series and music, the entire suite. And that's why I call it premium. Even though we're creating affordability and we're creating access, we're not saying because you're paying 10 rand, you only get access to a subset of the content. Whether you're paying the monthly subscription of 99 rand or you're paying 10 rand a day, you're getting access to the entire suite for the full day. Um, we've also brought in TV channels because we realize customers still want to watch news. They still want to watch favorite shows. Oh, really? So over and above the fact that you can rent and you've got VOD, you still got access to over 65 TV channels. And we've also got like Fox, the whole suite of Fox and Fox Spots 1 and 2 that you don't find on other platforms that you will get on, on Black. There's gaming as well, so you can game on the platform, but it's also interactive, so you can book tickets Mm. for accommodation, you can book tickets to events. So it's very much an interactive platform, and we want to take it to the next level that it's a one-stop shop where customers can find anything, and we're constantly evolving the platform. We understand that we need to play in the local space and bring local content to the Mm. consumer. Mm. Are you having any local content? We do have local content, but not enough local content. I mean, one of the big questions that I do have, we've got massive local talent in South Africa. Mm. There's Nollywood, there's Bollywood, there's Hollywood Studios. Where's our South African studio? Because I think there is so much talent in South Africa. And just being in the space now and getting exposed to people that have actually built content that they don't know where to place this content. Mm. And that's why... Our platform is so interactive and one of the reasons why we launched it and not partnering with other brands and taking their products to market was how do we enable South Africans that build their content and to be able to have a platform that they can showcase it and take it to the market, which a lot of talent, whether it's music artists, whether it is producers, um, script writers and stuff. There's so much of talent, but there's no place to go unless you're going into the bigger forums and they obviously have their strategy of their, what they want. Mm-hmm. They're not going to look at your content. And and I think that's what Black is going to evolve into the future is a la- enabling user-generated content to come in where consumers can place their content and have a platform to take it to the market and make it available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Busi, Suri is saying some of the exciting stuff that is happening um, within her industry and and, uh, telecommunication. What are the exciting stuff happening in the financial services sector? (laughs) Well, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Definitely. um, This coming November, we are doing a new course called uh, How to Align with Money. Oh, okay. The money you want is looking for you. So that is all about the fact that we are waking up every morning, mm-hmm. going and doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And most of the times we feel like we're not getting rewarded for what we are putting out there. Okay. So it could be in a job, it could be in a business, but you feel like, you know, I, I do a lot, but where is the money? And the fact that the money is not with you is not because you can't have it or it's not available. It's just because you are not allowing that much. So we have been taught to take in just enough. So I have just enough for my bond and my 
kids and my whatever that I need, mm-hmm. but I don't have enough to have with me uh, whenever I need it. So that is a process that I've created because I've used it for my own life. And for a long time, I suffered in business. I mean, the other day, we were just talking about the fact that Sbu is saying he wants 5 million rent, and that's a very good thing. But the thing is this, the 5 million rent is available. It's always been available. It's available to him right now. (laughs) But he is not willing to accept it. For himself. Mm. So how do we do that then? We mm. only do that when we align with what we want. Mm. So a lot of times when we set up our goals, well, our goals come in as a thought. One day you just see a beautiful car and you say, oh, wow, I would love to have that car. But then you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I can't afford it. Maybe it's not my mm. level. Maybe this and this. You come up with so all sorts of reasons. But then... Going forward, you actually say, you know what, actually, one day when I can, I would love to have it. So all of a sudden now, this is a dream. So you have a one day. One day when this and this is, is fine, I will have it. Mm. But then you find that going forward, you then decide that I want to make it a goal. I want to have the car. So then you put a date on it. You say, I want it by December 2018. Mm-hmm. Or I want it by December 2019. Now it's a goal. Now you're working towards this. Mm. But when we get there, normally what we do is that we try to make it happen ourselves. So then I'm asking myself, how am I going to make it happen? How, where is it going to come from? But what at that moment we need to do is to then go into ourselves and say, do I believe that I can have this thing? Because the belief that you have is the only thing that can allow the resources of you getting this car to you. So now <laughs> I know you're going to go and say to me, so you just chill. No, you don't chill. So when your mind is set up, so I think you have had the the experience that you bump into your wall when you take you having your tea, and all of a sudden you know you feel that pain and you are irritated. When you get out to the on the traffic, there is traffic, and then the next person bumps that person, and then it sort of just keeps uh, getting worse. Yeah. The, the day ends up in uh, that type of a thing. Mm-hmm. But when you woke up with a good uh, mood and everyone just comes and say, hi, how are you? You know, you get all sorts of things going right. But the thing is this, when we are in business, I've been in business for a long time and uh, there's one thing that has been said on business that you keep knocking until the door opens. So there's a science that you, you could call 100 people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Are 99, if you're not that great, will say no, but one will say yes. So the thing is this, you will push until the door opens, but it's going to take you forever to call 99 people who are all going to say, crap, we don't want what you're selling. And the more they tell you, you are so horrible at this, we don't want to sell it, you start to believe that maybe this thing is not needed Mm -hmm. until you get to the one person. yeah. So, so okay. For me, I'm 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 excited that that uh, that November when you're launching that course, you must come back here. <laughs> yes. I've got some serious questions for you. <laughs> so, so now let's say in a context of Sbu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For 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 me, it's 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 like I love the point that you've made. The five million has always been there. Mm. Do you understand? But for me, it's a question to say. Standing and saying, I want five million, mm. says nothing, does yeah. nothing. Do you understand? Yes. You need to do what mm. would lead you to get yes. the five million. True. Do you understand? Which is so it means, the mindset. Yes. It means knocking at the right doors. Yes. I'll make an example. Right now, I need about 120 million. Okay. Do you understand? So, so you and Spoo are like they. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but the, the difference is that, um, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm knocking on doors. I'm doing business plans. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I'm mm-hmm. pitching whatever mm-hmm. that, that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So that I am, I'm unlocking the mm-hmm. doors. That have access mm-hmm. to, to to that hundred and twenty million that mm-hmm. I want, and there is a door that has your hundred and twenty million. Mm. But then, how do you know which one is it? 
So that is what we're yeah. doing. Tell us so how to how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know which one is it? So there are so many doors. There's a million doors, and you could knock on all of them, and one day you will find that one door. Maybe you are 85 years old. Do you really want to wait that long? No, I no. don't have 85 so, years to wait. <laughs> yes. So what we need to do is to align ourselves to the 120 million. So then by doing that, we knock on the right door. So we don't have to knock on the 110, on the 99 doors. We just knock on the one door. But how does that happen? That happens when we are connected to our higher self. Because mm. our higher self knows which door is ready. Because there is a specific door that's ready with your 120 million. And there are the doors that are ready with other people's 5 million rands. But you want to knock on the right one. So when you connect with your higher self and connect with that being that is you, which is not male nor female, which is what we're talking about here, that, oh, maybe they want only female-owned businesses. Oh, I'm a man. Oh, hard luck. Mm. So you want to knock at the right door. But how do you do that? By connecting with your higher self. And when you do that, you are then going to get the message in so many ways. In someone calling you and saying, by the way, I love what you do. And then you say, by the way, I've got a project. Then it happens. And that has happened to all of us, but we never recognize that because we do want to work hard. Mm. And we believe that working hard is the thing. Busi, you are coming back, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll always come back. <laughs> yeah, please, you should. <laughs> um, playing for Pink Ladies um, Invitational Polo 2018 presented by Blacks. Uh, is taking place on Saturday, 20, um, 27 October, and promises to be a combination of flair and fundraising. Suri, can you tell us more about uh, this event and how can our listeners take part? What's standing out for me? It's the combination of flair and fundraising. <laughs> so, um, as part of, I think, any organization that you build, it's all always about giving back. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of um, a, CI, a CSI um, initiative and the fact that um, CELSI is always about um, empowering women and supporting um, women-specific um, initiatives, um, one of the initiatives was um, Playing for Pink. And I think what resided with us was this was empowering women um, to not on, not only raise funds um, for individuals through the Reach for Recovery um, to help people who, who are diagnosed with cancer and those that are in remission, but it was more about encouragement, education, supporting. So it's it's bigger than than just the raising of funds, and I think that's what drew us to being part of this initiative was to say, and I mean, I think even though we say it's it's driving um, the element around women, if you look at breast cancer, it's not only women that actually go through, um, get diagnosed with breast cancer and, and, and go through this journey. It's also men as well. A lot of men that um, also um, are... Um, exposed to this and I think through this program what we we really like is the fact that it helps women that are experiencing it but it also helps women of husbands and women of children that are going through this and it encourages them it supports them and it helps them through this journey and I mean if you look at a group of women that got together to do this, I, I think I commend them hugely in terms of entering into this industry and starting to educate um, uh, the, the general public at large. And um, 
the whole idea around the flea and um, the event is, is saying that we look up to women and we empower women and we are very supportive of this. And if you look at the women that have been through this and have come out into remission and how they've led this, it just shows the power that women have within within themselves and to go through this course I think all of us know someone going through cancer is not a very easy space to be in that's true and you can easily give up but they don't give up they push themselves they, and, and they learn to fight that battle that they're going through and I think you, you mentioned it now in terms of that the inner side and, 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 and you believing in this and, and saying that this is something I know I have to deal with, and I am going to deal with it. I am going to fight it, and I am going to win this battle. And and I think that's what we're supporting here is to say you're not alone in this, mm-hmm. um, irrespective. Um, and um, our support in this, and we hope through the event that um, it allows the, the community at large to embrace this and take it forward into and and this becomes quite a big thing in South Africa in terms of not only in breast cancer but I think in other areas in terms of HIV, TB and whatever. Mm. How do we take this and build onto it? So what are some of the activities on the day? So there's um, a whole schedule of events happening and obviously it's the, uh, the polar event so it's coming in um, the event um, will be um, uh, a pink glitz and, and glamour, so coming in your, your best um, dress. And um, there will be lots of activities throughout the day, and um, there will be prize giving for um, the, the winner through the, the polar event. And um, we're looking forward to um, um, s- and a day filled with lots of uh, exciting events. Mm. There's a competition out there on the Hash Get Black social page uh, page as well. So if you want to attend the event, there's a competition and you'll be able to win tickets to attend the event as can well. You, can you give us the link quickly? So it's um, Hash Get Black at, at Get Black Essay um, and Pink Polo. Oh, okay. Busi, um, for people that want to see more of what you do and some of the exciting trainings that are coming up, weather events, whatever, where can they get hold of you? I am on Twitter. It's Busi Seleisho, and I've got a Facebook page called Money with Busi, and I've got a YouTube channel called mm-hmm. Money with Busi or Busi Seleisho. So the YouTube channel has a lot of content around how you start to do this for yourself. How do you get into your own bedroom and change your mindset towards what you want to have? And the new course is starting on the 4th of November until the 4th of December. So if someone wants to get in uh, that course, it's an online course going to run for 30 days. So they can just um, send me an inbox or an email on busi at busiselesha.com. Busi at busiselesha.com and then they can sign up for that training. It's going to be totally amazing. No, definitely. No, thank you ladies for, for, for joining us. Um, you know, and sorry quickly for people that want to know more information about Black. So they can visit um, black.co.za or go on to our social pages at Get Black on Twitter or um, our Get Black um, Facebook page. And they can simply go into the Android and iOS app store and download the Get Black app and experience this amazing world of entertainment. No, definitely. Bulalani, as we close? Um, Get things done. 
Get things done. This is all that we had for you today. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. My name is Debo Homafodi, and I'm with my boy Bulalani Bana. Bana, are we out? 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.